You are now listening to Double Jump Radio. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 55 of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host, Abia, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, John. John, how are you, my friend? I'm pretty good. Very uh, relaxed last week. Thanks. That's good. That's always good. Know. Feeling good. <laughs> how are the what cats are doing? Oh, Ash is like not liking me as much lately. I don't know why. <laughs> but um, otherwise... Yeah, and also he's figured out how to get the Zoe's food that we usually put on the sh- like on a shelf. And it's like, okay, problems arising. Um, There's going to be some some fights happening maybe in the future. Maybe, hopefully not. They seem like they seem close, but uh, yeah, <laughs> need they to figure stuff do. out. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Nah, my uh, my cats are doing well. I've got one of them behind us. You can probably, yeah, folks at home can probably see already. Um, so I'm super keen to. Super keen to see how they how they do. We we just got a new piece of furniture, um, so always uh always interesting. They always smell it, sniff whenever things come to the house. Unfortunately, right. the uh, furniture people took the box back with them, so n- no no <laughs> treats there. But you know, we'll, we'll work with it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, we've got a surplus of cardboard boxes right now that we need to get rid of. <laughs> I then, can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, I guess. Like uh, one of my cats, like, like who was like my first cat, and then he's living with my parents now. He's gonna go to like the skin specialist on Friday, so gonna drive up pretty far away to get him checked out. He's not been doing too well lately, so just want to make sure it's you know that we can give him the best care we can and and figure out exactly what's going on, so he's he'll be back to normal soon enough. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a shame. Mm. That's right. he's, a, he's a good cat. So everyone loves him. Every vet, everyone. He's so chill and friendly that like he's never a problem to anyone. So everyone always yeah. loves him. Yeah, Ash is exactly <laughs> like that. But Zoe's like all wiggly. Uh, <laughs> so Ash yeah, is yeah. always the black cat is always like so like quiet at a vet, and it's always like almost the opposite. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Ah, uh, now well, that's um, as long as they're all both doing well. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> Well, why don't we kick off uh, the show by talking about the articles that were on Double Jump last week. Let's kick things off with uh, Jake's, I guess his soapbox, his rant, his exploration, his discussion about why live service games still have a long way to go, especially uh, with the context of Gran Turismo 7 and it's troubled the launch. I'll, I'll put it yeah. lightly. <laughs> we talked about yeah. it a couple of weeks ago, but... Yeah, it's um, I don't know. Uh, always online, I, 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 especially in a game like this where it is essentially single player. Like, I yeah. don't see why you need to be always online, John. What do you it's think? Like it reminds me of like Hitman. You know, mm. Hitman games are always online now, and it's like you know a problem if you're ever offline because it like just completely collapses what you're doing. Well, I'm not sure if that that might be exaggerating, but it's like it is not fun whenever you're knocked offline because mm. it's so like every aspect of it is like intertwined with yeah. the online connection. Yeah, and yeah. I guessing seven is the same. I imagine it is. Yeah, um, I mean, sounds like it. Like, because Jake describes it a bit, where it's like you have arcade mode that you could play offline, and then every other aspect of the game is unavailable. <laughs> yeah, because it's like either it's tied to the marketplace for you know that gets updated and. Every day, in terms of reflecting the real value of vehicles in the 
the game, which is interesting considering the fact that like, <laughs> you know, it, the digital assets, you could seemingly just create more of them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe like it, Gran Turismo has always been like Polyphony Digital's always been weird about it, like kind of the, the, the car like it's very slimy look at car culture, like very like kind of like pervy look at cars and everything like that. So I guess it's like, yes, <laughs> it's it's on point. <laughs> it's consistent. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's how you could describe Gran Turismo. Yeah. Slimy, even <laughs> towards cars. Uh, speaking um, of which, I um I recently watched um Digital Foundry did a couple of like really awesome like. Uh, retrospectives on the PS1 and PS2 eras of Gran Turismo and like comparing like the graphical improvements and and also comparing it against other contemporary racing games from those eras I would definitely recommend everyone check out just look up DF Retro uh, Gran Turismo and you should find both videos they're, they're pretty recent I'd, uh, hmm. I'd recommend checking yeah, them out they make good stuff usually they're like it's amazing how they've already become sort of like a pillar in the enthusiast community 100%. for like technical stuff yep like you know it's like you just go if death if uh digital foundry didn't do it then like you might as well not really <laughs> like it's like you're, you just go straight there for any sort of technical analysis of anything yeah and it's like when they don't have it it's like i'll have to go like this sift is around the internet to yeah, find yeah. something because it, it, it's very hard like like i'm i've been playing i'll talk about it a little bit later but you know halo infinite and trying to find the right settings to run the game on the pc and it's like very hardware intensive and like recently upgrading to a monitor that's like higher resolution means that my existing graphics card which was fine for most stuff now is kind of struggling and it's it's a bit of a crazy time at the moment so digital foundry has always been like a great resource for that mm. Mm. But yeah john you also had uh, an article go up last week or i guess this week which was uh, talking about you know the Mega Evolutions, I guess the recent Mega Evolutions update in Pokemon Go. Yeah. yeah so for those who uh, care, I guess I don't know. I'm not sure how many people <laughs> play Pokemon Go anymore. Yeah. It was such a big thing five years ago, and now it's not. But um, and I only started playing it kind of recently as well. So um, but it's yeah. But anyway, Mega Evolutions are like a thing from the main games um, because Pokemon Go is kind of like behind. With like most in most respects, you know, like it rolls things out like a, any other live service game does. Um, it only got Mega Evolutions a couple of years ago, and they were real. They're always re been really bad and not worth caring about. Mm. I only started kind of investing them a, a little bit lately, like before the this update in April, this overhaul, because I just ran out of stuff to do. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I might as well start doing this. Um, but now it's like they've overhauled it now, where it's like actually like unlocking like a hero in the game that you can kind of choose, which is kind of fun. So, you know, you get like temporary power-ups that are like free every week at least, or you can spend a little more mm. mega energy that you accumulate. I don't know. It's all like live service game talk, I think. But they've made it like, as a game that's all about like kind of, you know, daily upkeep, like kind of keeping sort of like to your routine and stuff like that. Yeah. I like, it's it adds a fun, like a new element to it that's not like, that's like really appreciated. For someone who's like more or less, you know, who's into it, like it's not, it's not amazing. It's not suddenly incredible, but it is like, you know, it fits into the broader game better than it mm. did before, where it just didn't before. 
so yeah so anyway i wrote around 2000 words which is far too much about this like little update um so yeah go read it if you're like interested in learning more about where pokemon goes at right now because i found it interesting personally but i i guess like um i never looked into mega evolution as a concept and then reading your line about how it's kind of like brutal and it's like kind of like it's like genetic manipulation yeah it, it's always yeah it's always <laughs> stuck in my mind ever since i heard about it mm. it's like i'm surprised it's not brought up more as like it's such a weird thing for game freak or the pokemon company or whoever decided on it to choose yeah. to do it's like it's so strange like why would anyone want that because <laughs> it's related to being like you know best friends with a pokemon basically like being bonded with one enough that it can do it but the fact that it, like the doing it part is just like brutally painful from the way it's described in like the Pokedex logs, which is why would they like? I don't know. <laughs> Pokemon's such a feel-good thing, typically. <laughs> it's just like, but maybe what a strange decision. But maybe that's the thing. Like, like let's be honest. Like, Pokemon is basically just cutesy cockfighting. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> but it's like, why yeah. would they remind us? Yeah, this? exactly. Then this goes even further. Like, yeah, maybe maybe in the um. Detective Pikachu 2 we'll see like maybe that'll oh, be the plot that's... point is there I, I guess technically the first one was also about genetic manipulation and, and forced abduction of Pokemon so I guess it's not <laughs> like it's shying away <laughs> from that concept mm. before new generation of nightmares yeah. for the kids as well <laughs> well I guess we'll uh, we'll have more chats about uh, you know video game movies later on but for now let's um Let's take it over to the news, John, and it's been a quite a bumper news week. Let's uh, kick off with the theme. So the the big, I guess, headline for this week is the fact that FIFA and EA have officially parted ways. This was. Yeah, I guess to give a little bit of background, um, in October last year, and I, and I think we talked about it on the show as well, was that EA was thinking about renaming its you know huge like mega FIFA football video game franchise, um, essentially due to, I guess, maybe the renewal fees for the rights to the FIFA name not being like going up. I think that was the rumor at the time, and EA not being willing to kind of stomach that i guess swallow that that bitter pill for another five years which is how long the agreements have tended to gone before and uh, people had uh, spotted that ea uh, had filed various trademarks under ea sports fc uh, around that similar time frame and that it also renewed its contract with fifth pro um, which is the i guess the 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 global body that represents, quote, thousands of player names and likenesses, unquote. Um, so FIFA is more so... So FIFA is the world kind of governing body for, like, professional football, but what you're really paying for with the FIFA name is the brand, like any any FIFA-branded, like, kind of sponsorships and things like that, you know, putting that on the, on the page and FIFA ads in the game and all the arenas and everything, as well as the license for the World Cup. Now, EA apparently wanted more rights, and <laughs> I guess FIFA was like, okay, sure thing, but we're going to double your um, 
fee, uh, the license fee to 2.5 billion for the next 10 years, which I guess EA thought was a bit too much. So now, fast forward another six months or seven months, and we're at the stage where EA and FIFA have officially parted ways, and this is going back, you know, 30 years. I think FIFA 94 was like, FIFA 93 or FIFA 94 was one of the first, um, like, FIFA-branded games, and I think, I I even remember my, like, family friend, like, I I remember actually seeing him playing it in front of me when I was, like, three or something. I, I feel like I have memories of, like, very, very early FIFA on the Super Nintendo, and it's it's crazy that such a long, like, partnership has come to an end, and it's, the rumors were true, the new game is going to be called FIFA EA Sports FC, uh, sorry, it's going to be called EA Sports <laughs> FC, no FIFA, and it's starting from next year, so, in a statement uh, for this announcement, EA tried to emphasize the fact that, hey, 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 don't worry, not, not too much is changing, um, let's see, the quote is that the same great experiences, modes, leagues, tournaments, clubs and athletes, um, ultimate team, career mode, pro clubs and Volta football will all be there. And this was uh, attributed to EA Sports executive Cam Webber and that because of its, un- quote, unique licensing portfolio of more than 19,000 players, 700 teams, 100 stadiums and 30 leagues, it's pretty much for like you and me picking up the game, it's going to be the same. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, and like all the major leagues, you know, uh, the Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, wherever, like, you know, major footballs played, pretty much that's going to stay the same. On the flip side, <laughs> we got a statement from FIFA president Gianni Infantino, who, um, I guess he's already, he's already not a very well-loved figure because he's kind of like downplayed things like, you know, the, the fact that people have, like you know, migrant workers have been dying in 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 droves building the Qatar Stadium for this year's World Cup, and yeah, he says, kind of like yeah. the face of FIFA's uh, scandals. He's the That's new face of FIFA's like kind of oh, okay. scandals because FIFA's been copying it. Like the guy who was there before was like this like stereotypical like silver haired sunglass wearing like you know glasses wearing. I think oh, it might have been. Of. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think the... I'm not sure if they've changed him, but I'm pretty sure this is him. It might still be the same guy because the the video I saw was like a a guy who was bald, but I'm not sure if that maybe okay. that was someone else. But yeah, anyway, potentially allegedly corrupt people at the top of this very corrupt organization. This person said that, "Hey, I can assure you that the only authentic, real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans." Like kind of like throwing shade. Like yeah. Like, clearly this was not an amicable breakup. I'll I'll, kind of reading between the lines here. Um, And he added that the FIFA name is the only global original title. FIFA 23, 24, FIFA 25, and 26, and so on. The constant is the FIFA name, and it will remain remain forever and remain the best. Which... um, The best in all caps, according to the article. According, yes. Which, uh, hey... Um, like, it, it's actually, like, if you go to the actual FIFA website, it is actually in the, the press release that it's capitalized good. the best. <laughs> so, he, like, probably told whoever's writing it to, like, underline it, underscore it, capital, whatever you, you could do to emphasize that. So, <laughs> instead of it being, like, a, 
we're so sorry to part ways. You know, we wish you the best, blah, blah, blah. It's more like, um, ah, we didn't need him anyway. We're the best. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I, it's, uh, it's yeah. so funny to me how true that, <laughs> like how not how false that idea is. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Like, EA Sports, like, you know, without a competitor right next to it, it's like, it's just going to get back to where it was. Like, maybe it'll have like a slight dip, you know, with the name change. But even yeah. then, probably not. Like anyone who cares and pays attention to it will know what's happening. It's like, um, are they going to say that? Is this when eFootball from Konami, or was it eFootball Pez? I think they renamed it to add the Pro Evolution soccer name back in it. Oh, okay. Is it going to come back? And next thing you know, like, um, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like they don't have the money for FIFA though. So, like, who's going to have the money for it? Like, I'm just, I guess, two K maybe. Like, maybe they'll be willing to get into it. Like. Tencent, like a oh, company yeah. like Tencent, but like, but like, who of Tencent's companies? Because like, Tencent owns Riot Games. Like Tencent, just Tencent. Tencent owns a majority stake in Epic Games, but I can't see Epic Games getting into this. You know what I mean? But I mean, it, I mean, Epic Games has the money for it. Like oh, uh, Embracer. Embracer, come on. Yeah, I feel like they're actually kind of likely considering the yeah. money they're spending. Yeah. It'll be don't worry. It'll be coming from Gearbox or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> exactly who you want. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be like when I was a kid. There was this game on Game Boy Advance called David Beckham Soccer, which was it was kind of like it was like I guess like what the old FIFA games used to look like. It was like kind of like top down isometric, or like two D like game. Obviously, considering that it was on the mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance, but there were there weren't really many licensed anything. It was just basically David Beckham. So you could, but you could, I think. So you had like kind of like, like almost, like you know when the names and the teams are like similar, right? Like you'd have like Manchester North instead of like you know or Manchester Red instead of Manchester United and things like that. So I wonder if that's what's going to happen because that's what Konami had to do for ages. (laughs) Yeah, 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 because FIFA won't will have to do that as well, even though it's got the FIFA name. I mean, I think so. I mean, maybe not. I guess there's uh, we don't know much about the FIFA Pro license agreement, so it's like. Maybe you can, like, uh, maybe it's not exclusive. Maybe, like, you know, 2K or whoever mm-hmm. wants to get into it can do that. Yeah. But, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I guess you could. You, I mean, they're probably in the business of wanting to make as much money as possible, all these license holders. So I guess why not? But mm-hmm. I just don't know who, like, I don't, I don't, I feel like this is a bigger loss for FIFA than it is for EA. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's hard to imagine it being anything mm. else. It's like I don't know, FIFA like really pushed hard for even more money. Yep. And like yep. without recognizing that's what's going to happen and exactly what would, you know, anyone would expect, I guess, <laughs> considering the whole situation around where the games are at where it's just like its own mono, you know, like monolith of a game franchise, like of course they don't need FIFA. Like why <laughs> are you pushing it even further? Exactly. Like you know, it's like it's been going on for like thirty years, almost thirty years. Like, why would you bother like touching that? You know, so just coast on by. Who knows? Who who knows what EA like? Who knows what FIFA? Like, it, it seems very much like a like a not arrogance, but like a a pride move in a way. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, maybe them not realizing just how much they like. EA made their brand. Like, I feel like EA made FIFA more relevant than FIFA made EA relevant. 
yeah, because as someone who doesn't follow soccer at all, mm. I only know FIFA because of games, which makes sense. Because yeah. my situation. We, I mean, yeah, we're not. I, I wouldn't be yeah. alone, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just thinking, like, people don't even say FIFA Ultimate Team anymore. They just say Ultimate Team or Foot. They don't even know what the like FIFA's. I guess it's just like, hey, do you play FIFA? It's like, and people are gonna still be referring to the game as FIFA. Yeah, I was thinking that as well, and it's like. You know, EA EA's sure is happy with that, you know? Yeah. Like, it doesn't hurt them. Yeah. But I think the one thing that could hurt EA is that if there's a... Like, you know, I have a feeling that the majority of players who play FIFA or play Madden or NBA or something don't even know who's the who makes the game. It's like, oh, it's I play NBA 2K. Or it's NBA makes it. You know, I play the FIFA game. FIFA makes it. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think... Imagine you get on the here's EA Sports FC 23 and then here's FIFA 23 at the same you know what I mean and the and the like both boxes next to each other. If you're very yeah. if you were clever you'd probably make the the FIFA box you know look very similar to what you'd expect the EA game to look like. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd probably pick up some yeah. sales just by confused parents or like even just regular people. Yeah, definitely. But it's like the thing is, it's like, you know, FIFA's not going to have a game ready next year or probably the year after that, you know? Like, they're not they're not ready for this change to, like, really take advantage of that. <laughs> so by the time they are, it's going to... That advantage is going to be gone because everyone's going to have figured out over the last two years or so that's the game... That's the main soccer game, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I guess, like, um, in I guess in somewhat related news, EA has started a different partnership i guess and this partnership is with middle earth enterprises which i think is looking after i guess like the lord of the rings license for the tolkien estate i think yeah. is, is kind of how like this that. works and i guess ea has a history with doing a lot of license projects and especially lord of the rings like all like the the lord of the rings games for like 10 years were all published by ea like whether they were the movies or like the strategy games and the action the mobile games and stuff so it makes sense for ea to get back to it um yeah like yeah it'll be interesting i mean we, we don't really know much about you know what the new game is going to be other than the fact that it's a mobile title uh, yes, oh, i think yeah. there is a bit of news on it already i just didn't have it in the show notes oh, okay, i think it's no, just no. like a kind of a i think it's a card game yeah or i was gonna say it's, yeah it, it, it to me it just i just immediately thought card game <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just cynical. I'm sorry. Um, oh, yeah. hey, Khan. Welcome. Thank you for joining us in, in chat. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, John, I guess like talking about rights and, and things, I guess coming back and, I don't know, hopefully be- becoming a good thing again. What do you think about uh, Gotham Knights? What's what's the latest news? Yes. Um, the Batman spin. Oh, it's not that a spin-off. I'll explain it. But like the Batman game, Gotham Knights, the co-op game has been re-revealed. Like actually like in gameplay. I think it's had like a few trailers here and there mm. over the last year or so. But it's like first new gameplay that's been released since August 2020. Yeah. So it's the first like, you know, so change was expected, I think, by people who have been following along. So new gameplay walkthrough and as well as the news that last gen versions have been cancelled. So I'll get into that in a bit. But to kind of recap what Gotham Knights is, it's kind of like a pseudo follow-up to Rocksteady's Arkham 
Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham mm. Knight series. So it's not set in the same universe. So like the Suicide Squad game is to actually set in okay. the Arkham universe. Oh, okay. It's yeah. Already crossing wires. Yes, yes. Um, but it's using the same kind of foundation as the Arkham games for like a co-op title. Mm. So um, Gotham Knights is developed by Warner Brothers Montreal. They're the ones who developed Arkham Origins in 2013. Mm-hmm. As far as I know, that's the only game they've released aside from, I think there was another Ar- Origins game. Yeah, yeah called like, uh, Black- Blackgate. Blackgate, yes. The one that was on yeah. PSP and uh, I guess the original DS. No, no, that would have been th- uh, very be early right. 3DS. It would have been 3DS Vita. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vita. Wow. <laughs> what a weird game. For... <laughs> anyway. Um, apparently people liked them. Like those games apparently were really good. Like the, okay. mo- the, the, I guess, side, the spin-off games. Yeah. I mean, um, the main Arkham Origins, I don't think, got is as well regarded as the other Arkham trilogy. But yeah, I know the, the portable... I developed its own little cult following over the years, I found. Because I didn't love it when it came out. But anyway, get away. <laughs> um, yeah. So Gotham Knight features four playable characters instead of just Batman. So Robin, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Red Hood are playable in this game. Um, story follows the Bat family, so those four investigating the Court of Owls, sort of they're kind of like Illuminati but Gotham. Um, after Bruce Wayne died, and it's said to be Montreal have said that it's fully playable solo. Um, and despite having four characters that you can play as, um, co op is only limited to two players at a time instead of four players. There was like a rumor of the last few days that that might be changing because the okay. storefronts were altered a bit to four players. But they haven't announced it as part of this, so I'm guessing that's like a new mode or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, yeah, um, there was a 30-minute gameplay demonstration um, of Gotham Knights again, and this time it was showing Nightwing and Red Hood. So Red Hood's the one with like the red mask and uses uh, like non-lethal pistols, which I found kind of funny as I kept mentioning it. And um, Nightwing who's like the former Robin but now uses like batons and is more of an acrobat because that's what um, Grayson's origin was. So Yeah, he was like a circus actor. Like, he grew up in the circus or something, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is our first look at gameplay from those two. Originally it was just Robin and Batgirl who more or less like from what I remember, I haven't actually seen it in a bit hmm. but like they played very more similar to Batman compared to these two. Um so as part of the gameplay, like it shows off a little more of the game than what we saw originally. And part of that is a lot more loot RPG style elements. Like it even has the like square profile pick pop-up of materials that you collect, like crafting crap mm. that you collect so much of, like Destiny or any other game like that. It, it's and like you have like outfits like that you can kind of like mod with like, you know, different I forgot what the... I think it might just be mods. Yeah, I think they're literally... Like, there's lots of RPG stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of that um, Far Cry 5 spinoff. The one where that was, like, set in the nuclear holocaust afterwards. Oh. No, not that one. Very colorful one. (laughs) That's all I remember about it. Oh, yes, yes. Where it was, like, set after, like, Far Cry... It was, like, set after Far Cry 4. Like, the same map, but, like, after... No, I think it... No, I think that, that one's Primal. Five, there's five has its own little spin-off. No, Primal called, like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. Primal four was the one that's in Nepal slash India. Five is the one that's set in like Colorado or whatever that place was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Anyway, it reminds me a little bit of that, where it's just like taking the core, you know, taking the original game and then like buffing it up with grindy stuff. Uh, New Dawn. 
and Far Cry New Dawn is the name. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as far as I could tell, the general sentiment from the playthrough, it seems to be like disappointment. As far as I could tell, like people don't <laughs> seem to be all that. Of course. So. Like, yeah, because I was a little surprised by it because it looks exactly as I remember it when yeah. it was originally revealed, which I was also kind of surprised by. I was expecting a bit more of a visual overhaul. Yeah. Especially when they got rid of the last gen versions. Yeah, because that that's also so. that's also like the big news is that um the PS4 and Xbox One versions are scrapped. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah, so just for PS5, Xbox series consoles and PC now instead and no last gen versions at all. So um Yeah. Yeah, so it's launching in October twenty five, so it's not too far away. I think I think they announced that release date mm. not too long ago already. But um it's not long. Five yeah, months. So, yeah. So it's it's been in development for a long time. So hopefully it's ready this time. But um mm, I, yeah, it's yeah. And you didn't like the way that it was being played. <laughs> it was yes, bit, that's right. <laughs> big crap. Yeah, I thought I was like I was really surprised because usually, you know, with those walkthroughs, they usually seem like pretty competent, you know, because they don't want to distract from the gameplay and the information it's like, you know, communicating as a walkthrough. Yeah. This one seems really sloppy. Like it's just constantly getting hit, constantly like just like especially Nightwing because he's like without the free flow combat because they kind of toned it down so now it's more of a 3D brawler rather than like a rhythm game like the Arkham games were where you just like fly across the screen to different enemies. Um, this one like because it doesn't have that, you're playing Nightwing who's really acrobatic and he's just doing like all these like pointless flips, and then he just like then he ends the flips, then he has to, like go like run over to an enemy <laughs> to hit him. Yes. still pre-production still not final who knows but yeah that was yeah. always like it was always funny because like th- those things weren't really addressed in the the original Arkham trilogy they just I guess the way they got around it was just like we're just going to make Batman zoom across and, and then just like it'll be like a little slow motion and then it'll like I think they just kind of said let's just go with it like the whole sliding yeah, and just- flying across the room just go with it it'll work yeah like that's like part of it you know it's like it's meant to be that's like what makes it like kind of fun and accessible is the idea that you don't you have to worry about less than you normally would in a 3d brawler and you like you end up like it's more of a power fantasy and this one it's just like they've reined that back a little bit and now it just feels and they've got someone who doesn't seem particularly good at it or maybe the game just plays that way (laughs) i'm Mm. not sure Mm. but um anyway that stood out to me (laughs) personally uh, uh no that's that's yeah i mean i guess uh, i'm just i wonder what's going to happen when it's like I, I don't know how well these games do i feel like do you think this is going to be like another marvel guardians of the galaxy thing where it's just like yeah forgotten <laughs> after six months maybe i yeah. think if it's okay yeah like i'm still interested in it because the idea of an arkham game that's now just like a big rpg i can get a lot of playtime out of is yeah. like appealing to me as someone who likes those games, I'm not expecting it to be amazing because of it. But on the flip side, I'm expecting a certain level of mediocrity at worst <laughs> that mm. I can enjoy. Yeah. So I don't know. But people <laughs> seem to not be into it. Mediocrity that I can enjoy. I love that. I love it. Yeah. It sounds appropriate. <laughs> Podcast game, basically. That's true. That's true. Well, I guess um, speaking of, I guess, entertainment and uh, doing well. And hopefully doing well. One thing I can say is that Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the official movie, which we will talk about a little bit later, uh, is now, I guess, had the best launch of any video game movie adaptation ever. 
and yep. like this this um this came from quite a few places but I'll I'll be referencing VentureBeat here um is that Sonic uh the Hedgehog 2 <laughs> the the second live action uh, adaptation which came out earlier this year um I guess last month it came out kind of globally uh was grossed oh sorry has Gross so far three hundred and thirty-one million dollars US globally, and that's a huge. That's huge because that's just over a month, and Sega, which, you know, I like. I, I think Sega did a really good job of letting the filmmakers use as much of like kind of references and materials that they wanted to. I think that's what's really good about it. Like. We we'll talk about it later, but you know, had like a reference to a freaking Sega Mega Drive game manual, and it was like, you know, things like that were really cool. And I think that's kind of part of the charm of why I have a feeling that's why I did so well is because people were really surprised by the first movie, and then probably word of mouth spread, and so got more people to kind of pay attention to the second movie. And I guess um, if we're talking just raw raw numbers. The first movie did, uh, by comparison, three hundred nineteen million US um, when after it opened in twenty twenty versus three hundred thirty one million. So it's like it's not a big gap, but it's enough to say that we are the best. Like yes, <laughs> that's yeah, small bonus, but it's yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> mm. What what what? what well, which, like it was yeah. in twenty twenty as twenty twenty as well. Like exactly. I wonder if that. Well, that was before the pandemic. Actually, no, it was during the pandemic. Uh, oh. there were two. Okay, there were technically, two, I think it was released, then the movie, like I know in, in Australia, like in Melbourne and stuff, like it was released, it was out for a bit, and then the cinemas got shut down. So I watched it in between lockdowns. Like we, we found like the, I think movie theaters were open for like a week or something. We we watched right. it and then we had to like go back into lockdown. <laughs> so that was, that's what oh, I thank remember. Thank God. Go watch Sonic. <laughs> you well. know, the, the, if I had one thing that I could do out of lockdown that my life depended on, that was Sonic the Hedgehog. You weren't alone either because it was like the highest grossing movie of 2020 because of it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And, um, yeah. And, and according to the Venture Beat, you know, like 47 countries hitting number one. That's crazy. That's just crazy to me. Like, who knew the power of Sonic was that powerful? Well, I think I think there's like I think games have like the like are so adaptable to kids friendly movies. Yeah. And I feel like companies are only just figuring it out. <laughs> like this it like they they're based around mascots that are like high energy and colorful. Like all the like you know all these like games are like that. And it's like they've been there for decades. Yeah. Like, I'm not too surprised. Like they're doing a good like movies themselves are like good enough to be making this money like you know. Yeah. They're part of it, like the quality is part of it, but it's like, you know, why do you keep making Uncharted and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah, like, that's not gonna work. That's, I just, uh, I was just really happy. I, I mean, I, I personally really liked the first one. I think this is good as this one's a lot of fun as well. Like it, it's a dumb, it's a dumb, silly movie, but like you can have fun with it. And I guess we'll we'll, we'll talk more about it a little bit later in the the yeah. chit chat section, but. Yeah, uh, you know, kudos to the team. Uh, that's that's really cool. I mean, I, I wonder. Like, I know there's a Minecraft movie that um, Jason Momoa, 
there was some recent news that he's like kind of recommitted to it. But right. I wonder, okay. I wonder how that like a Minecraft movie would be would be pretty. It's a pretty cool idea, but it's like I wonder if it's going to be like. Uh, you know, Minecraft, like if it's like a melding of worlds where Minecraft people come into our world, or if we, or if like it's just entirely set within the Minecraft universe, and and Jason Momoa is just, but ba- it's basically just an animated movie. Yeah, it's. I uh, know. I'd expect it to be animated. I don't know. Mm. I don't think they've said much about that one, have they? But it's, it's still um, pretty early. Like, yeah. Yeah. It does but, have like the best chance of topping this, though. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd probably say Roblox might. Like yeah, I was thinking because I, I just looked up Roblox movie because I was I remembered that movie like there was like a Lego like thing mm, movie mm. from a few years ago. Yeah, that was we had like Anya Taylor Johnson or, or I don't remember her name at all. <laughs> but it's Wait, I don't of know. Roblox? I, I was, no, it wasn't Roblox. It okay. was something else. It was some like Lego copycat. I think I forget what it's called. Oh, was it not Pixels? No, that's not that's the Adam Sandler one. Yeah, oh. no, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I thought it was Roblox, and wow. but you're right. Like if Roblox end up making a movie, it's like, oh, that has a good high potential as well. <laughs> yeah, that could be crazy. Uh, well, let's um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye out for for news on that. But the the next piece of news is uh, Xbox, the world of Xbox. Team Green, uh, according to Venture Beat again, so Games Beat uh, has uh, reported that uh, Xbox. And uh, I guess Microsoft is planning to release a standalone streaming-only console um, and that this could actually be released within, quote, in the next 12 months. Now, this has been rumored for a while, but I think this has been rumored even, like, like when Microsoft, when Game Pass was really kind of kicking off late in the Xbox One generation. But now that... I guess like now that um streaming and, and things like that are, are becoming more of a reality, like a more of a commonplace thing, this seems very likely, but I don't know if it'll if it needs to be a console. I think it'll just be like a stick, you, like a Chromecast essentially, because that's pretty much you just yeah. need an app. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's what the um it was a rumor added to was yeah. like yeah to like a fire like an Amazon stick or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. apparently it'll be similar. So, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then also as part of this, um, you know, this is going to be uh, done via uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, which you can access via, I guess you. it is part of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. It was called, it is called, it was called Project X Cloud when it was under testing, but now I think it's just called Cloud Gaming. Um, yeah. And obviously it's, it's also going to have all the regular kind of like Netflix and stand whatever like streaming options as well so it'd be like a like a well-rounded streaming stick i think it could it could be really popular but yeah it's basically yeah. being the chromecast 4k that let you play stadia yeah yeah now it's xbox that seems to be the gist of it. <laughs> yeah it was a, yeah. except it'll actually run it from day one rather than the chromecast which was like didn't get it for like <laughs> ages which um yeah interesting and I, I guess um, <laughs> as part of this announcement is also that Microsoft's working on an, an actual app for Samsung smart TVs. Um, so it'll be actually, it'll be like built into Samsung TVs going forward and, and, and potentially some like more newer Samsung TVs that can support, I guess like the, uh, I guess like, you know, like kind of the, 
the compression or the decompression of the the file on the the trans sorry the transcoding of the image on the fly can handle it because obviously not all TVs are created equal especially cheaper TVs that tend to have slower processors in them so th this could be um and and this apparently is very similar to what Nvidia has already got um for like GeForce now um that launched on LG TVs earlier this year and Microsoft and Samsung have had a partnership before I know that when I used to work in electronics retail a couple of years ago like you know Xbox branding was all over the Sony sorry the Samsung I guess TVs and like you know a variable refresh rate to, to like kind of was like a big deal and uh, like something that was part of the new HDMI spec so Samsung and Microsoft were doing a lot of kind of co co-marketing um I guess probably around 2019, 2020. Actually, right. probably would have been 2019, I think it was. Because um, it was before the Xbox Series consoles were announced. Um, but yeah, I guess as part of this, like, uh, like pretty much at the same time, like just before the the this new rumor came out, um, Microsoft and Epic Games officially announced that they are bringing Fortnite uh, to... I guess to browsers via Xbox Cloud Gaming, you don't need an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription. You can actually just play it for free using your Microsoft account once you link it to your Epic Games account. And as part of this, it, this also means that you can play Fortnite, like the latest version of Fortnite, again on Apple devices, like mm. I think iPad and and iPhone, which is, which I guess like. We haven't really thought about, it, but imagine like be, that being your only way of playing Fortnite, and you can't play with any of your friends because they're all on the new stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. this all. This, oh, this like, is are they crazy. actually? Yeah, the cloud ones like should be up. To, oh yeah, so the cloud ones are. But it's yeah, like, oh, but if you were if you were playing yeah. the, like, it it's like on like Fortnite. I can't even imagine what season it would be on. It'd be like so many. It's like two years old that version of Fortnite that's running on like iOS and iPad OS devices. Right, jeez, I didn't actually realize it was still there. I actually, I figured it got removed altogether. So like, yeah, I think it was removed for new downloads and no more like kind of updates. But I guess if you're just within that community, you can just continue playing. <laughs> like in a very sad, sad state of affairs. But hey, at least at least you can um, at least you can now enjoy, you know, playing playing Fortnite again and a new version of Fortnite. But you know, speaking of getting games to more players, PS5 sales, Switch sales, yeah. going through the roof. What's going on? Yeah, so financial quarter results are out. Yay. Um, <laughs> yes, very exciting. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, like so many numbers. Um, so PS5 sales yeah. have surpassed 19 million. Mm -hmm. um, this is, yeah, so now it's during the most recent support. So I'll report. So Sony sold 2 million PS5 consoles in the past three months, which is down from 3.3 million at the same time last year. So mm. this is from, I think, January 1 to end of March or something? End of March, yeah, would be that cool. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, so during this time, Sony sold 70 million PlayStation games, um, including 14.5 million first-party titles. 71% of these games were sold digital, which is actually less than last time which is 79% during last year, which makes some sense. Um, a lot of like pandemic-related changes, <laughs> like tweaks to compared to last year. Makes sense. So, um, yeah. yeah. So 
and with even smaller differences this time with 47.4 million ps plus subscribers compared to 47.6 last year and then 106 million monthly active users versus 109 million last year so So, basically the same yeah so there's three million so i guess three million less people actively using playstation consoles but only 200,000 less people subscribe to PS Plus, which I guess that's actually not that big, like big of a difference. But obviously, you know, every every dollar counts, especially for a company yeah. like Sony. Mm. Yeah, and imagine that that number will change a lot next year. Mm. <laughs> uh, but it will, um, yeah. So, not much change in PlayStation this time. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, Switch got the same numbers i'm pretty sure microsoft don't release these numbers at all that's why they're not here probably so, reason um, there's probably a reason why <laughs> oh what is it <laughs> oh, right, not selling well right. enough <laughs> oh okay <laughs> i thought you were talking about the activism merger oh, I was like, oh does that nah. change things um anyway so switch sales have reached over 107 million as of march 31st game sales have climbed Crazy. to 822 million units um wow but nintendo <laughs> It's a lot, a lot of numbers. Um, Nintendo have also announced as part of this, surprisingly, kind of, like because they're a very conservative country company. So I'm guessing they do this quite often. Actually, mm. is um, they expect Switch sales to slow. Yeah. Like that's what they announced. They've done it a few the, times before. Yeah. So projects sell 21 million um, units during the financial year. That's of like this current one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they expect 21 million down sold. from the 23 million of last year yeah so they expect like you know yeah changes yeah. like like it, it, it's it's like what just under like 10 percent, just under 10 percent, i guess less sales is what mm. they're expecting for this financial year i guess the reason why these dates might seem weird to us here in australia is that our financial year ends on july sorry ends on june 30 whereas most american companies they end their financial year and i think also japan on the end at the end of march Right. So that's why when we're referring to like kind of the first quarter, the first quarter, uh, sorry, when they're talking about the previous quarter, that's why it's everything like from January to March 31st because of that reason. So it's like the end of last financial year was mm. was the significance of this news. Yeah. That's a big thing for me not to know considering I'm reading this. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, listen, I've been, I've been, I've been following the games news like for... 18 like sorry 17 years or something something ridiculous like that so it's something that you kind of like pick up over time it's yeah it's, it's yeah. i'm not ex- i don't think you're meant to pick i was gonna say laughing yeah. at it it's like i'm saying all these numbers and i don't even know that part but um <laughs> no. so well that's why this um, this period is significant and that's why you'll see a lot of games kind of get like pushed to like will will like come out just before the end of march because they want to get yeah. everything in the financial year mm. Mm. Um, anyway, sorry. Okay, no, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, so apparently the OLED switch from last year helped. Oh, was it last? Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. it last November? Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently that was what helped push the sales for the switch um, a bit higher than it otherwise probably would have been, um, especially with like you know part shortages. Um, and, and Nintendo also said that the launch of Animal Crossing: New Horizons in March 2020 was a major was quote major driver of console sales that was difficult to compare to. So a lot of um, cautioning, I think, is part of this. Mm. So um, makes sense. I can imagine yeah. Animal Crossing brought in a lot of people who 
weren't playing Switch before, but like they saw their friends playing and their friends like, hey, what are you doing? Come jump on. Or even if like, I feel like Animal Crossing this time around reached a level of mainstream success that we I have never seen in Animal Crossing before. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely like, what happened as well. I think it's like such an interesting thing to mention a specific game and saying this happened <laughs> here. It's not going to happen again. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, as part of this news as well, as like just kind of a tidbit, is that Metroid Dread is officially the best-selling game in the Metroid series. So it now stands at two point nine million units, <laughs> just like slightly, very slightly ahead of Metroid Prime in two thousand two for the GameCube, which stands at sixty thousand units less than two point nine. So Twenty um, years that record stood. That's that's so cool. Says a lot about where Metroid's been. Yeah, I mean, for a while. yeah. But it also I says guess, a lot yeah. about how completely revitalizing Switch's been for like every like franchise on it. Every game has a, is like that. You know, well, I think that what we're needing now is like a, a new Donkey Kong Country or something, right? I feel like we're overdue. The last one was um, I think Tropical Freeze on the Wii U slash 3DS. I was like, I wasn't. Was a, it? I don't think it was on 3DS. It was like that one. That was like the first one was on 3DS and Wii. And yeah, then yeah. The new one was on. They had a Switch port because there was Donkey Kong Country Returns, which was on yeah. 3DS and Wii U. Oh, because it was like a very. Oh no, it was it, okay. Donkey Kong Country Returns was on Wii. It got ported to 3DS, and then I think got ported to Wii U as well. And then there was a follow up called Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze, which I think was Wii U and 3DS. It was definitely on Switch as well. Was it on Switch? Did it get ported? Yeah. Hmm. So we but, need a new one. So we need a new, new one. Yeah, but Retro is working on Metroid Prime 4, as mm. far as I know. So not sure we'll get that too soon. Yeah. But um. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. No, and I've um. And I've uh, like been looking at thinking about N- Nintendo Switch Online and getting it just to play those old SNES games. Right. I refuse to get the expansion pack, but I will consider playing those yeah. old NES and SNES games because I. I yeah, because they're just so good and they hold up. And apparently the emulation's like good, <laughs> which is always uh, good to hear. Because we didn't talk about it when it happened, but like the um, Splatoon 3 release date trailer, that was just a trailer of a match. Like it was just footage of a full match in 3. And that was like enough to convince me. Like I was, I've been thinking the same thing. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I might as well buy the expansion pack maybe if I'm going yeah. to get Splatoon 3 and play online. But yeah. I was like thinking, it's like, oh, I'm not sure I want to because I don't think you, you can share it across accounts like yeah. PlayStation I don't think that's how it works mm. so anyway I've been thinking the same thing I've been thinking it's like oh maybe I want to play those as well <laughs> oh fair yeah. enough fair enough no well hey good on your Metroid like it's good on your development team so I think this was this a retro is it retro who made this one because I know retro studio has made the other prime games no it's that Spanish studio with oh all the yes <laughs> uh, yeah <sighs> God, I wish I remember the name. It was a cool name. Oh, I remember it being cool. Mercury Steam. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I think Ethan had an excellent. He was he reviewed that, didn't he? I think he had. He was a yeah, very big right. fan of that. And then he had a, another like kind of primer, kind of filling in the different stories of the Metroid games over over the years. Uh, definitely would recommend giving that a read as well over on DoubleJump.co. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's gonna do it for the news. How about we uh, take things over to the chit-chat, which is, I guess, secretly our favorite part of the show. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. 
that's what I mean. That's what I think anyway. Yeah, it's better than crunch and other scandals. <laughs> yep, for sure. finally watched dune yes yeah because i was watching it a lot with like i was really into it i was surprised Dune part one as in the the most recent one yes yeah what did you think Um, i really liked it i I was surprised like because i was like coming into it knowing you didn't like it much (laughs) yeah so like that was um part of it i'm very much in the minority i i i figured that much (laughs) well yeah I, i i think i was expected to feel much like drier as a sci-fi thing which i guess it kind of was still but you know like i was surprised at how no pun cool intended sci-fi setting was yes damn it um <laughs> but it's yeah i was surprised at how like you know i don't know like as a like sci-fi setting it felt so much more imaginative and vibrant than i was expected it to be mm-hmm. like it was just like very i don't know there's a lot more going on that like really kind of i grabbed onto yeah where i was expecting it to be like a very kind of cold you know, emotionless sort of story, but it was, it tried its hardest not to be, which, uh, cause I think the story itself is quite like that. Um, but it's, yeah, but the also one thing, cause you mentioned it was like the white savior thing. Yeah. Did actually, you get that? Cause part? I was thinking about that. I get what you mean, but I, one thing I actually like, it felt like a kind of almost like a subversion of it. Cause I felt mm. aware of it to me where on one hand, I feel like if they made like the entire royalty and the elite, like kind of diverse for the sake of it it feels like like not in that that would be innately bad but like it feels like it would might dismiss the nature of the elite class upper class at like at a cosmic level which is what it's trying to depict you know mm. i don't know that's a small thing but I, like i meant it more as in i like the idea that the main character is like the creation of like cosmic political machinations like he's a weapon in his own right yeah that is just that is something now turning against them because that's like the irony that it's like they created someone who was meant to be like the one according to their prophecies, etc. That, yeah. that was my reading of it. And now he's just, now he's like, you know, going to be what brings their downfall, which I actually like that story as it kind of came together. I mean, it's, I mean, that's not that's not really said so much in the movie that's like something that's in from the book where you learn it like in the book like atreides like kind of he kind of he has a turn but in this i think if you just came into it not reading the books and not knowing that context do you think i just get the vibe i don't know anything about dune actually like i just kind of assumed that as it went on where it's just like oh i see what's happening it's like I know. I think like the idea of like them trying to like you know manipulate genetics on like such a huge level into creating someone who's like almost like a fantasy novel hero, (laughs) except in in this like very you know specified sci-fi world. It's I don't know. I got a lot out of that aspect of it, though. I fully recognize why you'd you know identify like it it, like it is a white savior thing. Yeah, definitely. But I've I felt it was a little more aware of it. It's just not very upfront about that to me. So yeah. I, I get it. I like yeah. I can understand why it's still uncomfortable, you know. Yeah, it's like um, so, yeah. any anyone of color is either dead or like primitive. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, like it's not. 
yeah it's like and... the most by like the most like uh, um uh like diverse it gets is um oscar isaac being latino yeah it's like i'm pretty sure he's the only one oh, yeah. like momoa being like um i think hawaiian Hawaii like polynesian yeah, yeah. Yeah, Polynesian, right? Yeah, so like, like that's like the extent of it. And, and and did you kind of get like the the whole idea of you know, um, like it's kind of like also channeling like what real life history where it's like, you know, a a a Greek king marrying a British queen, and things like like you know, and then creating uh-huh. like because like um you know Prince Philip. He's he's he was also on the he's also from Greek royalty, like you know the, oh, weird okay. stuff like that like. And like how, uh, like the Harkonnens, they're meant to be like kind of the Vikings, like just brutal and vicious. And then, and then there's like the other warrior people. Like it was just, yeah, I don't know. It was cool, like looking at all the political intrigue and things like that. I mean, I don't know why Dave Bautista's in the movie. Like he doesn't really do anything. Like his character just, oh, yeah. just looks, like just stares. <laughs> yeah. I guess he'll be in it more the second one. Yeah, I think that's. Oh yeah, that was that was something I noticed a lot. Is that like, for I think because I knew it was like part one, you know, like Mm. he makes it like it's in like the title card. Yep. But you know that it's like the first half of a story, but it's like I was surprised that because like it's like the climax of the story happens of like this half happens like in the middle of it, Mm. and then it kind of gets slower and slower Mm. as it goes gets towards the end like i could really feel it like i was like aware of what was happening and why it was fine really but it's like i didn't have a problem with it so much but i could like feel the pace get slower and slower towards the end and then it just ends yeah because like it reaches like the midpoint of the story i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah because then you had the, like, d- yeah and like how and that dumb knife fight like it's just that unnecessary fight that knife fight, but I don't know if that's like that was the fight that was needed to earn the respect of the tribe, like or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it was just it. It's there to serve that purpose. I like the idea. Like I've yeah, I could. It's like a frustrating moment, but I like how it like immediately breaks the prophecy, like the dreams that he's having. Like because he imagined him being his mentor, like he dreamed him, mm. and you kind of as the viewer, you kind of take it. Okay, that's what's happening. And then he mur- and then he kills him. And I was like, okay, that's, that's what that happened. was meant to be. Okay, I was just yeah. yeah. That's why I, I'm not sure if that's exactly how it was meant to be, but that's. So it was like him, him straying from the path that was, that he that was determined for him. Yeah, so okay. it's like it was kind of like there was like voiceover during it where, um, he was being told that I think, like he's being told that if you kill anyone, you're not gonna live up to the prophecy weave like set out yeah or like we, that we have set out and so he kills someone and he breaks the dream version like you know he had a hard scenario i don't know yeah, I thought what, it was, was the, like, what was the prophecy is that the one from the helen fake helen mirren lady <laughs> um, i'm not sure like i feel like it's i'm not i actually oh, don't remember exactly the primitive the of, of the what are they called the what are the sand people call i forget the, not sand people uh, like fremen. You know, fremen yeah that's right it's like Freeman. It's like free men, but it's not. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like Ewoks. I mean, is it Ewoks or Jawas? Oh, I always forget. It's, it's the Jawas. They're the ones on um, Tatooine, right? Yeah. No. No, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. Ewoks are the koalas. <laughs> yeah, the, the koala bears. Like, it, yeah. That's why I felt like... um. I don't know. I guess it's a little bit different because, like, for me, it was like, okay, this, this, 
it's that story of like, okay, I'm this white, I'm this like white person coming into your thing. I don't know much about your culture except what I've observed, but somehow I'm better than your greatest warriors. And it's like a, the last samurai and dances with wolves and, you know, kind of, I think maybe like being a person of color means that I have a different view of this versus like, you know, maybe someone in your position. Like, I know you've got some yeah, color in I'm you, but I'm, I'm yeah, not saying no. you don't have, I'm just saying that you don't identify as a person of color. <laughs> no, not, not yeah. really, no. Yeah. So I think maybe like, I wonder if you were, I wonder how you would have felt about it, but I guess we'll yeah. never know. <laughs> that's why I was trying to be aware of it. Yeah. I just kind of caught, caught up in the idea of like, oh, I see what it's it is doing a spectacle. with the story. I think, yeah, just the scale of the story yeah. kind of struck me. I wasn't expecting that. Mm, I was like, that's mm. kind of why, it, I don't know. But like, I'm not, yeah, don't want to dismiss anything. I was just like. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I get it. I get it, it man. Uh, and yeah. I don't mean to dismiss as well. But yeah, like I found it. Did you, yeah. I guess like when I watched it in the theaters, like I could not understand what a lot of people were saying because the music was so like loud. Yeah. I don't know if you had I, that. I actually did get that, yeah. Okay. It wasn't as bad as Tenet or something, but like, because I could get the gist of a lot of it regardless. Yeah. But I, yeah, I totally, I wasn't sure about that either. <laughs> like I was planning on rewatching at some point just so I could focus more on that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was very. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> very it's definitely modern. like um, like you know, you'd show off your home theater system with that that type of movie, you know, with all the the colors and and, and things like that. But yeah, um, I, when is the second one? It's meant to be coming out next year, isn't it? I don't know because I didn't think that filmed it yet, so I thought it might have been. Well, that was away. the problem. I think it got an it got conf- like just as just before this movie came out officially. I think the second part got confirmed, like got actually greenlit, and so now they're like yeah. with like a twenty twenty three release date, and now it's like a a mad dash to kind of get everything going because I can imagine that there are a lot of um moving parts. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, that's kind of why I assume like cause I remember hearing that it's like okay, the second movie is happening now, which is very you know. Mm. nice for everyone who was like super into dune because i kept reading those kind of comments um yeah yeah so i was aware of that it's like that was what happening so when i watched it it's like okay i'm guessing the next one's ages away so i'm gonna stop <laughs> yeah. thinking about it now <laughs> yeah, exactly because it's like it's literally oh, i guess like the thing that was annoying is just like this kid literally just looks stuff up in the internet before he traveled to this other country and he thinks he's, he yeah. knows them <laughs> like he knows them. Mm. Like, he literally like oh yeah i watch videos you got to walk like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's like more, meant to be more like representative of something else thematically yeah. or if it really just is like a shortcut for the sake of the movie. It's like, see yeah. that as well. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. That's true. It's like, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, now, have you watched Doctor Strange? Yes. So, Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness is... Uh, Listen, I liked it. I, 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 I don't know. A, a lot of people don't like it. I didn't mind. Like, I think it's not like the best, right? It's not like the top. Kind of like, it's, it's not the best of the Marvel. What Marvel has to offer, but it's not the worst either. It's kind of like in the middle. I'd probably say it's sitting at like a six, like you know, a six out of ten or something like that, right? Like I'd be, mm. I'd probably give it like a five or six out of ten. I think. It it really goes. It's very different to what I expected. Like all the all the kind of promotion, all the marketing, all the trailers kind of portrayed as like a a uh, one division Doctor Strange kind of buddy cop 
kind of adventure together against the threat. But it's it's actually a little bit different. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. When you've seen it, I think we'll have a proper chat. But okay. there were a lot of... There was kind of like some like really like kind of bad CGI and like kind of very silly fights that kind of... Like, and it's just like the whole motivation for like, you know, Scarlet Witch doing what she does... It seemed a little bit forced. Like, it's like... It, I mean, it, it's cool that it references the movie... Sorry, the TV show. And it kind of follows on from those events. And, like, like that's that's kind of cool. But especially, like, after, like, the Netflix kind of Marvel shows were, like, treated like they didn't exist. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's... It, it, I think it's cool. Like, it, it has a cool idea of the multiverse like how it depicts it and things like that and what goes on. But it it is a very silly movie. It is. And there were some parts that were just unintentionally funny, probably, but I w- we would just start laughing. We were just laughing, yeah. at, laughing at the movie. It's just like, it's just so earnest in a few ways. But sometimes it kind of pokes fun at itself. Like it is a Sam Raimi movie, uh, film. So Sam Raimi, who directed the first three Spider-Man film, Spider-Man films, as well as the Evil Dead series. I think did he do American Beauty? No, that was Sam Mendes. But um, oh. <laughs> sorry, but yeah. two funny people. Get yeah, two, yeah, but like you, you know, it's it's it tries to go for horror in some ways. Like it just it seemed very. I I don't know. Like it, it, I think I think it didn't have like its own kind of voice in that it tried to do some of the horror stuff and, and, and jump scares and things like that but then at the middle of it like at the heart of it it's still a standard Marvel tale like you know running right. away from CGI monsters cities getting blown up and you know like but in this like at, at least you have some like some more character development and some some genuine growth with some people but I think the whole motivation for you know Scarlet Witch's actions I think it was a little bit forced. Like you, you can kind of okay. see it, but I think it's a little bit forced. It just is just assumed that oh, this person's like this now, just got to go with it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. there's a lot of. I've seen a lot of discussion around things like that, like Wanda's role in it, especially. Yeah. Like whether it was sexist or there was not, and then just people just generally oh, being like dissatisfied yeah. by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like kind of, she crazy because she a woman. She's a mom. It's like yeah, because oh, I read that I was like, yeah. not to. Uh, I'm not sure how much to say because I know stuff about it. I'm not planning on watching it all that soon, but I have. Okay. I know a lot about the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. But it's like I, I, I was under the impression like because people took away different things from it as I've read about like how under the influence of something she is during it and how much it maybe doesn't stress it enough or maybe it's not enough or something. I don't know. Well. The the confusing thing is like, I think I think what you need to know is that you have to separate Scarlet Witch from Wanda Maximoff, because like, I think I had always just assumed that she was just Scarlet. That was just her character. She was Scarlet Witch. The whole all like, the whole throughout the whole like kind of all the movies coming up to this. But technically, she's just been Wanda. She isn't. She didn't become Scarlet Witch until the events of WandaVision. That's when Scarlet Witch was unlocked because Scarlet Witch apparently is like some is an entity that exists in the universe, like like Dark Phoenix. You know, it's just it's it's yeah. it's like something that's always there, and, and people kind of take on that identity. 
I think that's how it's meant to be. Like it's it's like a cosmic entity that you know people take on the role as that entity over time, and so she's like the latest Scarlet Witch. So yeah, it's um yeah, not I I don't know, man. It was like it's kind of like. There were some parts that were really good. Like there were some genuine parts where people were cheering and having fun, especially like when there's some awesome cameos. Because think of the um the the implications of an alternate reality, like you know multiple dimensions and what other types of depictions of the characters you've seen before will show on screen. But like the only reason I'm not talking deeply into spoilers because you haven't seen it. Because when you see it, I want actually, I would love to actually have a chat and like be like, this is like, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. I, I am pretty certain I know most of it. <laughs> I'd be surprised if there's not much there because yeah. I've like I actually like taken efforts to learn about it, even though I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I just wasn't too excited for this one. Yeah, and when I realized that, it's like, oh, yeah. I don't actually I mean, care that much. It's so. definitely. I think it's definitely better than the original Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's better than that, but I'm not saying that's like a very high bar. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I think it was better than Thor Ragnarok because I didn't like Thor Ragnarok, but I know a lot of most people did. So, hmm. like, it's, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I didn't mind that movie at all, but I, it was less. Um, I don't know. I, I was expecting more. From Everyone it. was hyping it up like it was the best. Like, it's so funny. It's this and that. I was like, like it's okay, but yeah, like, you know, it's it like just, above yeah. average, and I was expecting more. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah, I was pretty disappointed by it. Like, could you imagine? Um, you know, dealing with. Like, you know, your exiled sister who kind of ruled over the underworld and who, like, destroyed Mjolnir. Like, you know, the implications of that, like, there's so much there that you could talk about, but it just treats her like another Marvel vil- vil- villain. Well, it's like they wanted, they ended up going, like, more into comedy and, like, campiness than yeah. usual, which I enjoy, but I actually didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I think I was expecting it to go even further into it. But it's yeah. like a lot of these movies like end up touching on different genres and styles, but they're ultimately just Marvel movies still. They're still so like an kind of adventure. Like they're still like just an action movie. Yeah, pretty day. much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind yeah. of what I realized with Doctor Strange is like I didn't end up hyping myself up for it. Yep. And like, I, I don't know. Like the most exciting thing about it was hearing that like Sam Raimi's like uh, style was like present in it more than I realized because a lot of these directors who are on these movies usually lose don't their... have that. Yeah, yeah, like you usually don't feel their influence in the movie like yeah. stylistically. Like I don't one know I his they... style, so like I don't know if the Spider-Man movies had his style in it. Like they, I think they did. Like, uh, like I mean, like they're all like they're very um. Oh, no, I'm not gonna try. <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like I know what his movies feel like typically. Yeah, and I was I was I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So when I heard. People say it's like, oh, it's you know, it feels like a Raimi film, and it's like, oh, cool, that's interesting. Mm. But um, otherwise, yeah, I'm just gonna watch it when it's on places, oh, <laughs> PlayStation, Plus. Disney Plus, Disney Plus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> nah, fair enough, fair enough. Like it's um, and I realized that Benedict Wong's character's name is just Wong. Yeah, <laughs> just like that was that was funny. Oh, I yeah. was. I, I mean, it's not important, but I I did realize in like. Whatever. Oh yeah, Spider Man and mm-hmm. like some other movie. How like how much I enjoy Wong as a character. <laughs> he's like he's so great, even though he barely ever shows up. Yeah. I don't know why, but he's like I think it's just the actor is so like. Yeah. Um, he, he. I just I enjoy the actor a lot. He I don't he, his he name. Def- uh, Benedict Wong. 
Oh, it is that. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, that's why. Like, <laughs> like he he kind of like embodies the character of the you know the straight man, like not the straight man, but like the person who just recognizes that this shit's like a bit fucked. <laughs> Yeah, he's just a good straight yeah, man to yeah. the entire scenarios around him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and there's like a new character, new new event, like new Avenger, new hero we get introduced to called America Chavez. The only reason I knew that is because I've I feel like I've seen her brought up in like other like other comic videos and stuff. Like I knew she existed, right. but like, yeah, as yeah. far as I know, it's like she's one of those characters who, I mean. No, not I read it. It's like a C level. It's probably like someone you don't even know about. <laughs> well, she's someone who's like who has a big fan base around her very fast because she's got a cool concept. Yeah, but she actually hasn't appeared in a ton of comics. It's like she appears yeah. in a lot of groups. She's probably stuff. still new. Like it, it like it's it, she's probably like a Miles Morales in that she was only created in the last couple of decades, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure like uh, she has her own book, but like she. I know. I think if like in terms of like solo issues, I, I think she only has like a few dozen, maybe, mm. or not even not even that. I mean, like I, as in like a dozen yeah. issues individually, just about her. Yeah. Otherwise, yep. she tends to be like a supporting character. Gotcha. Which I think it just makes her want you know people like her more because she appears in something. So I was like, oh, she's awesome, and then like people remember her. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think that's kind of what's happened with her, but mm. yeah, it's kind nah, of interesting. For sure. I mean, I guess like the next one, I I guess I'll watch is like Morbius when that comes to like home, because I, oh, you, I you are watching it. Yeah, I'll end up watching it because like I, I it's I'm a sucker for Marvel, and yeah. um, but I'm really really excited for Into the Spider Verse, like the the second one. Yeah, especially like, oh, did you watch the first one? one? Yeah, I yeah, watched, yeah, I watched it. Like, I really liked yet. it. Um, I think mm. it was really really good, and like you know the teaser at the end with um, Spider Man. 2099 uh, yeah i forget his name oh uh miguel yeah miguel herrera miguel herrera herrera guerrera i'm terrible i'm so sorry yeah, i've offended so many people um i think it might be miguel o'hara because i think he's like half like latino yeah, half that's something right, right actually and oscar isaac's playing him so that'd be cool oh yeah it was it was like that. tease at the end of um at the end of uh, it was like the the post credit scene in, in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. So sorry, spoilers for a three, like four year old movie because I think that came out in twenty eighteen. Crazy. Right. I, think it was, <laughs> I thought it was yeah. actually older than that. It's like oh. it's felt like a while, but like um. Definitely. I mean, yeah, pandemic. Alan, kind of, Alan's yeah. a while away yeah. as well. Like that was yeah. like, that got delayed a little yeah. while back. So it's got to be until next year. I'm pretty sure. Oh damn, that's too far. Yeah, but. What else do we have coming? Like, what are what other what are there's the there's the Miss Marvel show coming. Mm-hmm. I'm just there's trying to do one series starting this week. Oh, starting this month. Oh, yeah. that's not Marvel. Yeah, that's well, that's the end of the month. I think yeah, May thirtieth or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, Miss Marvel. I don't know what's after because I know there's like remember there was like a whole Phase Four plan and they talked about all these movies. Thor. That's right. Thor's next. Uh, right. no, I don't know after that. I guess we'll find out soon. Oh, it's She-Hulk as well. Is that a movie or is that a show? Show, I'm pretty okay. sure. Okay, and then there's going to be... Well, we don't know what's happening with Blade, do we? Is that going to be a movie or a show? Cause... I'm pretty sure it's a movie, but it's been pushed back really far. I re- that better be bloody good because like, I think Mahashala Ali as Blade is an excellent casting choice. Yeah. I, don't, I hope he's like fun like the first movie is. I haven't the first seen movies, those. Yeah. The first movie holds up really well. Gotcha. So I'd like, I'd like if they try to get uh, kind of close to it. That's very different. Yeah, I, I definitely want to watch um Blade, 
because like like with um like with like Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick, I want to watch the original movie so I can see you know how how does like how does it compare to the to the new one, especially because like we're talking different eras. Like you know, Blade came out in the late nineties, and there's a there's like a lot of techno, and it's a very nineties movie. It, from yeah. what I've from what I've seen of it, so I want to I want to actually like well, see the it. The one thing about Blade is like I'm kind of curious how it's going to do things differently because yeah. watching it recently, the first movies like vampires are like a pretty uncomfortable metaphor for drug users, where the metaphor oh. is just gotcha. kill them, more or less, because <laughs> they're like you know that's like that was the, like I was trying to like read more into it and I think there is a bit more into it, mm. but a lot of it's pretty unforgiving towards like you know young drug users and the problems they face like that's what the overall metaphor is like gotcha. it's like oh, i wonder they got to change that well, i guess they don't have to <laughs> they'll just make it kind of un- unpleasant but um yeah it's just going to be a cgi army or something now let's be honest it's uh yeah probably no blood yeah oh, well, it's, like, it's crazy how like thinking back like how like iron man captain america and stuff were like the b the B level, like they weren't as popular, so that's why Sony snapped up all the popular stuff, like Fantastic Four and um, hmm. Spider Man and stuff. And then like Marvel had to be like, okay, what do we have left that we can make something out of? And then it's like now you kind of think of it as like you know, now everyone knows Iron Man and um, like Captain America. You know, back yeah. then it's funny yeah. how yeah, because Avengers was the same. It was yeah. just like a C level sort of team be, yeah because fantastic four was like always the leading thing yeah and they always yeah. seem so dorky for like younger like because i've always like i've read comics and they're good and stuff but it's like when you look at fantastic four at a glance like i've never seen them as something <laughs> worth caring about i guess like yeah. initially like they're so like i don't know they're very out i'm not sure if they're outdated like they can definitely they're easily moldable into like you know modern tastes yep but it's um I don't know they're an interesting <laughs> one, but uh, uh definitely. But yeah, no, that's um, yeah. So that that that's what I thought of uh, Doctor Strange, um, multi multiverse, multiverse of madness. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I haven't finished Moon Knight. Apologies, everyone. John has. I haven't. So sit tight. <laughs> well, next week we'll do a proper kind of like dissection and like kind of sharing opinions on what we thought about the last two episodes of Moonlight Moon Knight and I guess like kind of thing of the series as a whole now that we've got more context but yeah sorry long day <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, I guess like the, uh, for me uh, probably not going to talk too much did we talk about Sonic yet? we haven't right? No. let's talk about Sonic not really Let's talk okay. about Sonic the Hedgehog. Actually, before we talk about that, let's talk about another classic game, which is Castlevania, which you've been yeah. playing. Which, what? <laughs> Was that on oh, Switch? Uh, yeah, it's on everything, technically. Because yeah. it's part of the anniversary collection, which I bought a long time ago. <laughs> and I said, oh, wow. I wanted a podcast game. And it's like, oh, I've got this loaded up, apparently. So I started playing it. Um, most of the, it's, it's, like, I got most of the way through. I got up to the fourth level, because there's five levels split into like stages. So I'm up to the fourth one. Mm. I got I'm not sure the fifth one, but I got up to the fourth one legitimately. And then as I I got really close to the end of four, but I ended up becoming too hard. <laughs> so I ended up abusing save states to get past the boss. So um 
Now I'm after the fifth one. I enjoy it <laughs> a lot. Like, it reminds me a lot of like how Souls games are structured, where it's like, I feel like that's probably where a lot of the inspiration came from. It's like, um, which I would have to look up because I never actually looked anything like that up in regards to their influences. It makes but, sense. Um, it makes sense. Yeah, it's like you know, like a lot. It it's like as a platformer in the era of you know, because it's like '86, mm. like '1986 it came out. So it's like you know, the same era as like Sonic and it might have been before. No, Sonic. It's before Sonic. Know. Sonic was '91. So this would have been like just after Mario Brothers. Like, uh, sorry, Super yeah. Mario Brothers. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, it's you know, it's slow. It's kind of plotting. It's like, you know, like you're trying to... It's almost like a puzzle game and how each like stage is set out. Like you're meant to go about it, figure out a way to do it properly and like efficiently. It's like, it reminds me of something like Super Meat Boy, you know, where like you're constantly throwing yourself at a mm. level and dying and then going over and over and over again. Like that's kind of what it, the experience is like. Gotcha. Because it's like started like an arcade game where yeah. you had to like pump in quarters, except it was on NES. Yeah. And it's like, um, that's what, it, but it's like, it's very, you know, it's very rewarding in a, in a way I wasn't quite expecting it to be, where it's just like, you can really, it gives you enough, like, that's why it reminded me of FromSoft stuff, because it gives you the clues and information you need to figure out how to solve the scenario in and eventually i just it just got really hard so i stopped <laughs> yeah actually towards the end but it's um yeah so i'm most of the way through i should have it hopefully finished soon enough just because i'd like to move on to the eight other games or whatever that's <laughs> in that collection but um yeah i don't know i was i was impressed by it yeah. more than like i was more interesting than i expected it to be i i'm always impressed by like how given how limited the visuals and the sound capabilities were back then, just how much atmosphere they could create and like how yeah, nice the art looks. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Like I really like the, it's more like, even though it's like got those graphics, like everything comes together in a nicer way than you would think of that era. Mm. Like the music is really nice. The visuals are like, you know, effective and, but like stylized still. Yep. And it's, I don't know. I barely play any games like that ever. Like that, you know, old. Like no one does really unless they're a certain age. But like um it's I don't know, it's been a while since I played anything that dated. Mm. <laughs> and but it, like it holds up better than I would have thought. <laughs> that's but, what I wanna uh, yeah, I would I'd love to play that's why I was thinking about getting the Switch online just to play some classic games. Uh, just mm. just to play them. <laughs> which would be yeah. cool. I'll, I'll I'll think about it. I mean it's it's like <laughs> it's like cheap enough to just be like an impulse buy. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's kind of why I was I was I never minded. Like not that I have it, but that's why I never mind the idea of Nintendo's, you know, service thing because it was like just so cheap and you can make it even cheaper if you spread it out among people. Gotcha. It's like, oh, you know, it's better than the alternatives at least, so I don't yeah. mind it. Just the expansion <laughs> pack which is so costly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and well, I, I'm yeah. actually not sure how it compares price-wise to the other ones right now but you know still like yeah. relative like it's you know you're paying like seven dollars a month maybe or whatever yeah and then it jumped to an annual cost you have to like just you know yeah eat to get and then <laughs> what you want and then like in the rumor that like game boy color and game boy advance games are coming as well to yeah. the expansion so we'll see if that changes the pricing again as well but yeah now i'm glad to hear that you you enjoyed your time with it Mm. Seems, oh well yeah. like oh Castle yeah because Castlevania yeah. I don't think is on the thing unfortunately I guess I don't know probably, not. probably is oh who knows but like <laughs> yeah <I don't> <laughs> um but yeah I enjoyed it um but 
yeah so sonic 2 though yeah let's <laughs> let's let's, let's cap it off let's let's um let's 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 finish off the episode by talking about sonic the hedgehog 2 the the actual movie the yeah the the record breaking movie yeah so. what did you think man what honestly what did you think um i remember liking the first one better okay personally it was fine but, but it's like it felt like i was kind of immediately put off by it because like it really feels like a kid's movie in the sense that it feels like it was made for kids yeah and then they throw in references to things there's no way they would understand yeah to satiate adults yep and then that's like like that's the entire process and i felt like it was, I was surprised. Like, so there was a few jokes that were like more universal that kind of landed with me. But I remember there being more in the first one. But it has been a long time since I watched the first one, so I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think it's always the thing where it's like I feel like origin stories are always more interesting because you're learning because you're like you're learning about this particular depiction of this character. Uh, yeah. I wonder if that's part of it as well. But it's really cool. Like, um. What did you think of, of the whole like like it's a predictable plot like I'm not gonna say that it was like you know and and they kind of call it out there do you think here's my question do you think it's good enough that okay say you're you're doing something that's pretty like cliche or rote but you because you call it out you think you can get away with it do you think that's do you get what I'm talking about like you know the whole twist uh, of being betrayed by yeah. Dr Robotnik and everything I um oh yeah i didn't mind that like i think it, like it played upon knuckles as a character better than like you know it made it, it worked i thought mm. Car- carries like jim carrey sells a lot of things yeah very well <laughs> he's actually that's another thing i remember him i think he was in more in the first movie as well in, in this one like he felt like they were like whenever he wasn't on screen i felt like there was a noticeable gap whenever he showed up again gotcha um but I don't know. That's a, like a small thing. I don't know. I, I just I remember enjoying the first one more. That's kind of that was a lot of my takeaway. I think as a like, movie ended up feeling more for children than I kind of expected it to. That like yeah. not that, not no, that's innately bad. Just in that it ended up appealing to me less than I hoped it would. It was kind but of like um, yeah, but like I think I think I think the person who the the lady who does the voice for Tails, I like, kind of I think she actually is the actress in like the animated shows and stuff because like she did a really yeah. good job like she was like kind of sp- like the depiction of tails is what i what i've always like kind of remembered as being tails i mean mm. i don't know maybe in this like tails is a little bit too horny for sonic but <laughs> it's a little weird but i i never realized that like knuckles like apparently the depiction of knuckles here is pretty accurate to what how he's depicted in in the sh- tv oh, shows i guess shows. i didn't remember I it that about way. to bring up there's like a whole thing in the comics that I've been aware of somehow. Cause like, yeah, I don't so, so I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, there's a whole drama with Knuckles having a family in the comics, which I won't go into now. I thought that's <laughs> what you're going to go into. No, but no. Like, just, um, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. I like the world building as little as there was of it. I, I like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I'm kind of intrigued to see how they do a third one, maybe without Carrie in it. Yeah. Like I'm kind of curious. It's like they've made a decent foundation for the series now. Yeah. And I could say I'm kind of curious. It's like, oh, can they actually keep it going without him? Because he was such a big part of the first ones, yeah. you know, marketing and stuff. Oh, for sure. And and he's a big and part of this movie as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's like it's. Um, I don't know. I'm curious to see how it goes. Yeah. Because there's a chance. To... Yeah. And it's like. Are they... Yeah. 
Sorry. Sorry. That's like the people who make it like obviously care about it. Oh, 100%. That's like that's a big part All of it. All those references, you know, the, the Sega manual, the, you know, the, um, the cafe is called Mean Bean. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's called the Mean Bean. I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh my God. And then like, um, you know, just seeing kind of the robot head it was like what you'd expect like a monster like a you know like a ultimate robot that he would make and you know kind of it what i didn't like though was the fact that you know it still it did that whole marvel like beam in the sky for like a bit there which was All like right. you know it's like unnecessary like you didn't need that yeah it's yeah i don't know i was surprised like well i think one thing i kind of weirdly liked about it on like a deeper level i guess was like which i'm not sure how intentional it was was like it felt like it did a better job like because the games like the tradition the old games never did a ton of like world building or characterization no that's not what they're about like... and i was thinking how like oh that's actually kind of clever how they made like eggman like robotnik's obsession with the gems immediately understandable where it's just like he loses it and he's like obsessed with them or going forward. And I was like, oh, that's something I feel like I was kind of missing from this world. Like him, you know, him having it, he kind of gets immediately attached to the feeling of it. Oh, yeah, the power hungry. Kind of... Yeah. I know, that's a small thing. I just noticed yeah, yeah. that. that was okay, I was like, like trying oh, to think like, like nice was that which part of the movie was that? But yeah, um, that was cool. Like, and like, you know, it starts off with him in Mushroom. Like he's stuck on the Mushroom planet and then it's like, and he's got, Agent Stone. I was like, oh, that's so funny. Cause I, 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 I didn't realize that the name Agent Stone was his sidekick's name in the first movie. I just realized... Oh, I it was. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was just a pun, but then I realized that it his name is Agent Stone, like the, the guy who's obsessed with him. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, very homoerotic. I don't know if, like, like the whole thing with Tails and Sonic and then Sonic and Knuckles, their mutual adoration for each, like appreciation for each other towards the end. And then like Dr. Robotnik and his sidekick. Like it was like, there's a lot here that I, I wonder if people realize. <laughs> a lot of male bonding. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah. I'll say that as well. It's like, sorry, but it's like, um, I, I, I didn't think Idris Elba was a great fit for it. Yeah. Knuckles until the end. Okay. But he was kind of being a bit more playful with the character. And it's like, oh, this is kind of funner than... I mean, he was meant to be like serious better. and all that. Yeah. Like, you're definitely right and then it's like he's just Drax. Um, which I think is like <laughs> yes. when he becomes just yeah, Drax yeah, yeah. again. It's like, yeah. you know, like at the end, it's like, oh, this is fun. I guess because I like Drax as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, there's uh, like a, he's like a lovable oaf. Like he's, like a, he's meant to be like the lovable kind of like brute, right? Yeah, but like, but it's like, yeah, I, I didn't think his yeah. performance stood out too much no. personally. But it's, um, I don't know. I'm sure he'll do well in the because he's getting a TV spinoff. Soon. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's <Or> happening. Because <laughs> the movie did well, so now yeah, and well, Paramount, the company has Paramount like nothing. Plus, yeah, has like no properties to exploit, so they're doing what they can. So I wonder what's going to happen because like, like because like I mean the teaser at the end of this movie. Spoilers, everyone. I mean, we've already spoiled quite a bit anyway. But, like, mm. the spoilers here, so cover your ears if you don't want to know, is that, you know, we get Shadow the Hedgehog teased. And it was, um, it was pretty funny because, like, the couple of, there was, like, a mum and his, her son, a couple of, like, seats down from us. And the kid's like, oh, it's Shadow. And I was doing the exact same thing to my wife. I was like, it's Shadow. So it was, like, it was kind of cool <laughs> seeing that kind of, like, parallel there. But, yeah. <laughs> And he was like yeah. apparently captured. In, he was like an experiment created in 1953. It's like what? 
like the yeah i was thinking how that like it said that number and it's like wait i thought sonic's only been there for like three years yeah so that means like it's like is this meant to be like a transformer situation where they've been among us for years and we just didn't know which is Mm. weird but i did think they seem to set up a story that's basically the same as this one so i'm kind of (laughs) curious how they're gonna do it yeah like um, oh yeah like you know this uncontrollable monster but then he's going to be redeemed and he's going to become a friend yeah yeah more or less like it's gonna you know gonna be another sonic weird sonic looking character (laughs) that like but now it's even more sonic he's edgy sonic yeah and i guess like not having eggman around might actually refresh that story because they're gonna kind of do it again yeah but um i don't know like i don't know like it makes me kind of happy that sonic's like a successful film franchise yeah. Like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm glad that exists and people enjoy it. Yeah. Not in that I hate it or anything, and, but it's like mm. it's it's like it's kind of I don't know. It's like it's very like it's kind of a wholesome thing to make out of a 100%. game. I, I think it's a wholesome it's movie. Like, yeah. Yeah, when I say that it's like maybe it kind of says a lot about how not wholesome stuff we constantly talk about yeah. on this podcast yeah. about gaming and like following it. So it's like when something kind of nice comes out of it, it's like as a result of gaming as a whole, it's like, oh, that's yeah. good. And it's like the message of like, you know, you know, whatever your past you come from, you still have a chance to redeem yourself and that you're never alone and you can depend on the friends around you. And, you know, yeah, like, you know, nice Sonic is like, I guess maybe it's meant to be like Tom Wachowski, whatever his name, like the James Marsden character and his, his like, wife are they married i think they're married like them kind of passing on the those values onto sonic and then him passing it on to tails like and and knuckles and like i think that was kind of like cool cool lessons to kind of have included like in the movie i think that was cool like seeing that development and that um that kind of arc there i think that was really cool and i think kind of um yeah like you know oh god why did it have to be water and then you know uh, like it's it, it it's it's a really like cool I think it was a really cool um like overall I think I enjoyed the movie and I th- it sounds like you did too. Like I mean uh, kind of in the middle. In the but middle? it's like okay. I like I was like, you know, it just felt like not for me. Like, I could tell like yeah, I was watching yeah. it, it's like, you know, I could tell, you know, more people others would get more out of it than I did. But like I I like yeah, like I was saying, like I like that it exists. I yeah. like I enjoyed it well enough. I liked <laughs> it more as it went on, I think. Yeah. I think it's like, but um, as it became more critical, <laughs> less critical of it. Um, I think just, once you like turned off your brain, I think that's when you can just like enjoy it. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, um, much. I'm just, I, I just don't know. I'm just thinking, like, I wonder what the Mario movie is going to be like. I'm just. Yeah, because it was like, yeah, was there a leak or a, there was something that happened recently? Yeah, I think it was like some rumor or a leak or something recently detailing a lot of it. How it's like going to be like mostly musical. Uh, I think Chris Pratt's gonna have like an Italian American accent. Oh no! Um, but he's otherwise like, it sounded okay. Like it sounded like a, a some. I don't remember much about it anymore because it was a little bit ago. Yeah. It sounded okay from if it was true. It sounded like what could happen. And I like the idea of it being a musical thing because like, oh, that makes sense for Mario actually. But um, but no, in that it's oh, like typically like it's yeah. It's I'll, just like as a relatively simple, vibrant kind. It's about like vibrant worlds and characters yeah, yeah. that don't talk. And it's like it's like having a genre that's more focused on like kind of whimsy and stuff like that. It's like it kind of it makes sense to me at least. But it's um, yeah. I I, I'm not, I I'm curious to see how that turns out. Either <laughs> I that, don't have a ton of faith. In either it. that or what it's going to be is it's just like John Wick 
but Mario, and he's like, he's like, I don't jump down a pipe anymore, but for you, I have to come back. It's like, it's like, it's just like who shall? He's, he's just like I stole John. I stole Mario's cart. It's like, you <laughs> stupid boy. <laughs> and then like yeah. Mario is to he dons the tool belt, the hat, the fire, like, and he's just like going through hordes of goombas and bad guys and stuff to get that. In my head, I don't know why my brain went there, but yeah, kids will love it. <laughs> oh god! It's just, it's just, oh wow! Anyway, that's. It's, <laughs> I could like yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see if like you know, in like twenty twenty three, both Mario and Sonic are gonna be like Happy solid Olympics. film franchises <laughs> ongoing. Yeah, it's a weird idea. Could you imagine that? Like, yeah. Oh wow! They're gonna be. What if they come out like at each other's throat again? Exactly, like Sonic vs Mario, um, at the at the cinemas, gonna be like, who's gonna win? Yeah, who's gonna win the weekend? But no, how far away is the Mario movie? Because I feel like Sonic was like, it's been two years since the last one, so I I bet Uh, like I could expect Sonic three to come out in twenty twenty four. It's coming out April next year. Okay, apparently, yep. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe Jim Carrey will find his way there somehow. <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> oh. oh well. Well, I think that's gonna do it for. I think that's gonna do it for this week. Um, I think that's. Uh, yeah. I think that we've had a, a fair bit to talk about there. So let me. Uh, let's. Uh, let's close out the show. much for watching another episode of watching and I guess listening if you're you know after the fact you're listening to us on Spotify wherever you're, you're you found us um you can as always you can uh send in your questions to podcast at doublejump.co we always appreciate it when when you guys write in or when you ask us questions or give us some feedback in chat as always, Double Jumper Radio is made possible thanks to the support of our wonderful members. Uh, you too can support Double Jump by heading to doublejump.co slash memberships or uh, patreon.com slash doublejump and signing up today. Every bit helps. And if you can't, you know, things are tight right now, you know, share our articles around, share the episodes around, share the podcast around. Join our Discord community. We're always growing in here. We can't wait to, to, to welcome you all. But John, thank you. Thank you again. Um, you know, it's, been, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, I was, I was kind of wondering. It's like if it's like if they're aware of all that sentiment online. The idea it's like, oh, I'm so fucking sick of that. And it's like, okay, we better make these trailers not show it because mm. there's going to be a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs>